0: Hey guys, this is episode number 118. Let's get the show started. Today, this, actually for the next month, we're gonna have the best of, the best of 2021. The most popular, the most viewed, the most commented, the most uh, resources that we found the entire year. I'm gonna be sharing the these this entire month of December. So let's get the show started.
1: Hi,
2: welcome to Hospitality Live with Rupesh, the hotel industry's top weekly resource for everything hospitality. Each week, you'll hear insights and the latest trends. Plus, get ready to be inspired by hotel leaders that are here
1: to help you grow. Now, here's your host, Rupesh Patel.
0: What's up, guys? It's December 1st. Can you or can you believe it? It's already December 1st. And... This year is just blown by. I'm not sure about any of you, but like I feel like this entire year has just been like a blink of the eye, and now it's December 1st. Guys, welcome to the show. This is number 118, and this entire month, like I explained, we're going to be doing the best of. So today we have an amazing topic, which is a star report. Do you actually know how to read your hotel star report, which comes out? Sometimes Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday, or yeah, Wednesday. And do you actually read it to uncover opportunities? Well, today you're going to learn exactly why it's so important, the strategies behind reading your star report. And this has been one of my most favorite and uh, most popular topics, which I understand that all of us that are GMs or owners need to look at our star report and understand Uh, the, uh, or the results of uh, our hard work and, you know, revenue management's super important, especially right now, whereas we're trying to do a lot of different things. And especially with labor's going up, we need to increase that revenue at our hotels. And so super excited about this topic. We also have Sarah Daneshi with the Hospitality Minute. She's doing some amazing things. And we're talking about her book that has come out and it's in pre-sale. So super excited about that. Guys, this episode and guys comment and let me know where you're watching from. Uh, Super excited to hear where people are watching from. Um, And let's see, this episode is brought to you by, and you guessed it, it is smartguests.com. And let me pull this banner off real quick. Uh, With smart guests, over 50 tools to help your hotel with operations, marketing, customer service, all those things that we need to do to improve our hotels, uh, smart guests can help you. Uh, and your hotel improve thank you so much to smart guests for sponsoring this episode and by the way guys for 2022 i am looking for a sponsor or a bunch of sponsors so if your hotel your company your brand is interested in sponsoring the show uh go to rupesh.co uh forward slash sponsor and you'll get all the details right then and there so um uh, so excited about that as far as next year coming up i have a bunch of great ideas and i'm super excited to share some amazing people that we've had on this year and some amazing people that are going to come on next year so thank you so much to smart guests and if you're interested go ahead and hit the website all right now we have the hospitality minute with sarah
1: hi i'm sarah dandeshi from Ask a concierge every week i'll be sharing the latest hospitality and travel news and updates in a segment we like to call hospitality minutes What's up, Sarah? Good morning. How are you? You're not
0: in your normal place. Where are you
1: this week? No, I'm not. I am actually staying at the beautiful Weston Hotel in South Coast Plaza. So that's basically in Orange County. I'm on the 16th floor. It's a foggy morning, so I have like all the clouds right there. Got some flowers. This 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 hotel is really awesome. It's really amazing, and the beds super comfortable.
0: The he- is it though? The I was heavenly. Use- is is it the heavenly? I was gonna say, is it the heavenly bed? I was confused it with some other brands that have No,
1: you're heavenly. right. No, it's totally the Heavenly. And every time I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, it's so nice.
0: And I bet you didn't want to get out of bed this morning, especially if it was a late night for you.
1: I didn't. Yeah. I'm working with some some special VIP guests. And so I was up on the later side, but I'm also I had to be up early anyway for work. So it's all good. You know,
0: well, we love when you come on the show and share the latest in hospitality and travel. And one of my lights just went out and I think my thing blew up. So uh not going to worry about it. We keep it going, right yeah. <laughs> guys yeah. comment. And if comment, and let me know if you've already pre ordered Sarah's book, which is okay. hospitality from within Sarah has Ooh. a copy right there. I do. Sarah, I can't wait to get my copies. Cause I'm going to be giving those away to. Yes. Uh, in the next couple of months
1: yeah so here's the thing i actually have the copies ordered and the plan is that they should come to me by hopefully monday and i'll be doing a bunch of signings and sending them out before i leave for antarctica next thursday so hopefully that all goes as planned that the mail comes as planned and then you guys will be getting those before the holidays, so that is the goal for those that are waiting for their hard copies. But um it's exciting.
0: Uh, I'm waiting, and I can't wait because Sarah, you're going to be signing copies of whoever orders the presale. You're signing mm-hmm. copies of your book to for give every out
1: every single one. So okay. yeah, you're going to be
0: tired. You're going to need that heavily
1: bed after that after that day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let's find out what's happening in the world of hospitality. Okay, perfect. We'll talk about it. So this was kind of cool. Um, you know, we basically got through Thanksgiving weekend. And for those of us in travel and hospitality, that's huge. Obviously, Thanksgiving is the biggest time for travel. And it really sets the tone for the rest of the holiday travel season. Um, now, what was interesting, and and I love to look at airlines because that also applies to us in in hotels. There was, all eyes were on the airlines because it was, they were expecting the largest amount of flyers over a 10 day period. They also are going through a nationwide staffing shortage, which I know a lot of us understand. There was also unfavorable weather conditions, and they've also had some interesting technical hiccups over the past couple of months. So a lot of people were like, okay, how is this going to work out? And they did relatively well. I mean, there were a couple of minor, minor hiccups and and delays that they had to do. But aside from that, they definitely did a good job. And now this was interesting, um, especially with the staffing. And this is what I wanted to kind of focus on is that um, they were actually being very proactive and they were addressing staffing issues basically by offering uh, a big incentive bonus pay for all the individuals that were working. And it seemed to really work. So I share that because I don't know if you're looking into going into the holidays and maybe considering how you might be doing incentive and or bonus pay to make sure that everybody shows up on time. So there you go. That's what we've got with that. So another interesting um, aspect going along with this holiday travel, a new survey done by my friends actually over Alliance Partners is that they actually did a holiday travel um Uh, survey. Now what they found is that holiday travel this year will increase by 34% compared to last year. Now that's huge, but also remember last year was pretty snoozy on the on the holiday travel front. Um, but they also found top destination. So the number one top destination is New York city domestically. Everybody wants to go back to New York. Now the number one destination internationally, Cancun. Um, they also found that this was actually pretty interesting is that 87% of people that are traveling are going to be traveling domestic where 13% are traveling international. So people are getting back out there. Um, and Mexico is still looking to be the most popular international destination but you do have some some big cities aside from New York but you've got Seattle, Orlando, Los Angeles, Phoenix, etc. Okay, and then our last topic and I had to choose this an Airbus A340 plane landed on Antarctica for the first time. Why is this fascinating? Well, first of all, not many planes get to land on Antarctica. So that's a big deal. They were actually coming in because they um, they were bringing in supplies for a company that's um, doing this new adventure camp. Um, so pretty interesting, but they came in, they were there for like three hours, they unloaded and they left and they actually flew in from Cape town, which in case you were wondering from Cape Town to Antarctica is about five and a half hours. Um, so that was kind of big news. Um, why I shared that is because next week I'm going to Antarctica. So, um, I will report back on how cold it is. It's going to be cold. (laughs) So there you have it. That's it for today's hospitality minute.
0: It's going to be freezing. Are you ready? <laughs>
1: uh, no. <laughs> but it's okay. No. I think I will be. I think I will be.
0: So you leave you leave next Thursday. I do. How long are you going for? Uh, why I'm am I whispering? Whisper. Why am I whispering, Sarah? You oh, should be the one whispering. I'm like since Sarah's whispering, I want to whisper too. I, I am whispering in the morning in it- LA. And you're um, in a hotel and you want to be yelling because there are people sleeping and it was a late night for all of you guys. Cause you had a special event. That's
1: why I'm whispering. Thank uh, you. I know <laughs>
0: <Sorry>. <laughs> I understand. Well, Sarah, I'm super excited. Folks that want to buy your book. Yes. It is right here. Uh, hospitality from within mm-hmm. guys. I purchased my copies and I can't, I'm going to buy some more too, uh, this is a perfect stocking stuffer. This is a great gift for anybody in the industry, or even thinking about, or guess what? People that just enter the industry to mm-hmm. learn more and get excited about our industry, which I love. That's uh, great. What's the feedback?
1: The no, f- so, so, I've had a couple people check it out. I actually had one of the drivers here check it out as well, too. And people, people have been responding pretty positively. What I really liked about it, and this was kind of my goal, is we're also you know, I talk about more complicated things as far as hospitality. Yes, there's the history of hospitality, but, you know, different things to to take into consideration when it comes to service. But what's cool is you'll see I've got different lessons. Oh, can we see? So lessons. um, And I also have a lot of quotes. Uh, Rupesh, you were in here as well, too. So what I wanted to do is make it in a way. Can we see? Ah, Perfect. Cool. So make it in a way that you can kind of take away these nuggets, you know. Because again, you're gonna read go on the fly. If there's things that you can kind of take away, um, I'm all about that. So I think it's a um, a pretty simple read as well too. And I wanted to keep it interesting. Plus all the cool concierge stories. So because concierge. Did you stories. use
0: hard words that I can't uh, that I can't say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I might have. Oh, I can, it, a you're gonna have to. You're gonna have
0: to. Um, you're gonna have to do the audio book
1: for me. <laughs> oh, I know, right? I know. People keep asking about the audio book, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what would that be like?
0: Uh, yeah, so we'll think, see. And we needed you to read it, not somebody else. Oh, no, Sarah. no, no, no. We no. You, to, oh. you to read it.
1: Oh, I'm reading it. I'm really. I'm for sure.
0: <laughs> well, I know you have a fun week this week with mm-hmm. some private work that you're doing that you can't tell us about, which I know and you told me behind backstage and it sounds really really cool Well, enjoy the rest of the week um have a great time and we will see you next wednesday right before your antarctica trip guys this the website new- is hospitality from within and you can find sarah everywhere at ask a concierge Anything perfect
1: else? yeah no that's it you're hired for to basically represent me Rupesh. i'm getting a little bit better at this i i think i am <laughs> <laughs> remember when you couldn't say my last name for the longest time
0: i i'm gonna you know what i should bring that up as a best of and just record just do all (laughs) bloopers of everything i've screwed up this past year (laughs)
1: Everybody all the names it's okay
0: i like to make fun of myself because it's better than
1: that's what we do best yes well sarah
0: it's always a pleasure we'll see you next wednesday
1: definitely bye guys
0: Guys, connect with Sarah. All right, so this is episode 118. We're talking about how to translate your weekly star report and how to uncover opportunities. And right now, this is the best stuff. So this is Veronica Andrews. She is with Star, and you get this report every week. If you're a hotel that uh, is maybe branded or you actually subscribe to it, this opportunity is big learn these topics. And this episode, I think it was episode 79. You could also go back to episode 130, um, and, or sorry, 30, where she comes on and talks about some other opportunities within the Star Report. But this was one of my most top uh, popular topics this entire year. So I'm happy to have a best of here it is hope you guys enjoy sarah's awesome i guys follow her she's everywhere she's on every single social media platform and she kills it on everything so i love that uh all right so let's get to today's featured guest uh super excited we've had her on in the past and by the way her past episode number 36 um how to actually properly read your star report was one of the most watched episodes. So if you want to learn more about that, go to rupesh.co forward slash show, or just go to search on on Google, how to properly read your star report. Um, It was amazing that there were so many people that wanted to learn this. And now we want to learn how to read and why we should be reading our weekly star report. And so today's episode number 79 is how to translate your weekly star report to revenue opportunities, revenue, Strategies and uh, super excited. Let's bring her on. It's Veronica Andrews. Veronica is the director of digital Sol- data solutions at Star. Welcome.
2: Thanks, Rupesh. I'm delighted to be here. You know that. Yes. Thanks for the well, invite. Welcome back.
0: And you know, tell us a little bit, bit about your background. I know that you've been in the industry for more than 20 years. Um, you are you kind of head the education side at Star. You kind of bring up new products at Star and kind of develop those. Tell us more about your background.
2: Sure. Well, my history, of course, is rooted in revenue management in the hospitality industry, coming from the airline before that. um, Really, uh, throughout my career, I had wonderful opportunities at the property level, above property level, um, in all different aspects of location and hotel type. Um, The real joy of it was being able to instill a revenue management culture where needed and everywhere I went. So um, I bring that to STR, and it's a joy to be able to, yes, uh, work on defining and delivering training opportunities internally and externally, and making sure that uh, with my passion for data, we're all getting what we need out of it and more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is a super important topic and we'll get right to the presentation. But I want to know from people watching, how often do you read your star report? Is it daily? Weekly or monthly? Because I actually did a survey on LinkedIn with over four hundred and I think eighty-two people. Let me pull this up. See if I can pull it up. There it is. Uh, you lean over. You can pop your head out over. But yeah, here it is. How often does your hotel uh, have revenue management meetings? And I was super surprised to see that eighty-two percent of people um, have revenue management meetings, and there are five percent of people. Five percent of people. That don't have a management uh, revenue management meeting, which is you're missing opportunities. And so today we're gonna um, we're gonna uncover. Let me see if I can t- pull this off. All right. So today you we're know, gonna uncover.
2: Rupesh, on that, it's very interesting. That's your survey. Um, a little history on the Weekly Star report. Um, we launched that at STR back around in the year 2000. It really wasn't enough until after 9/11, when the industry professionals were really looking for data, very hungry for anything they could get to be able to make the informed decisions. And that's when the Weekly Star report, with its daily uh, snapshots, really took off. Right. And, and we're in a very similar situation now, coming out of a very dramatic change in our demand and supply conditions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And should people be reading it every single day? Like, should they just go back to it, or is it once a week? Well-
2: well, we have a daily product in, in uh, select market. The weekly report is a good snapshot to be able to go back and um, monitor your past performance. You can spend a little time doing that. But moreover, really, that's where you spend your time when you're developing your future selling strategies, whether whether it's same time next week, next month, next year. right? So uh, the monthly report, you're analyzing historical performance for the big picture and identifying potential revenue opportunities, again, in the big buckets, whether it's week part or segmentation or day of week type, um, or occupancy or ADR type uh, uh, targets, but uh, the weekly report really valuable right now in particular.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and especially with you know your booking pace, your booking period mm-hmm. is cut down to basically one day or maybe a few days, right? For many uh, many of the industry, and I think that's important when you can go back to it instead of going to it every quarter or once a month, uh, reading that monthly that weekly. Mm-hmm is very important and um, guys, I would love to, and by the way, Veronica, before you leave the show, we're giving away a $50 Amazon gift card to the most engaged person that's asking the best questions, most involved in in commenting. So guys comment, and let hey. us know how often you uh, you read your star report and I think that's super important. So, and we're gonna get into, and we're gonna hint it, hint it now is there is actually a product called Future Star, which you don't have to wait on Tuesday night to get the report from, from the past, you can actually project forward and, and know what's coming up. And we're gonna talk more about that, but let's get into it. Cause I wanna know why it's so important to w- read your weekly star report and you created a presentation for us. Thank you so much. Uh, I love this. Sure. So let's
2: let's go next. on. And actually, this was created, you can go forward two slides with a brief stop here, yeah. It's just that we have um, designed this for your audience and yeah, yeah. Um, a respect that it is for training purposes or educational purposes, not for pricing or other specific strategies, uh, recommendations. But if we go to the next slide, that's really our intro to the weekly STAR report. And you can see my headline there. It is really all about navigating your data. It has to be with a purpose and with um, gusto if you will. So I'm going to take us through some best practices, um, because the typically the first place people go, If you ask the, the, the participants on your call today, um, where do you go first when you get your star report? They can tell you the glance tab. And I want to show you everything you want to look at before you get to the glance tab. And then we'll dive into that. And then, as you mentioned, we're going to round up with what does that future look with our forward star product, a brief look at that as well. Um, so, Before we even dive in, I want to give you a a benchmark, if you will, because the the competitive analysis that we give you in STAR is all about perspective, right? It's benchmarking. Well, if we were to look at January of 2020, the industry produced a $228 total revenue per available room. Rapesh, you go back to what you opened the the, uh, show with today, right? About looking at all your revenue streams, looking at that food and beverage, 228. In January of this year, it was at just under $61. So when your owners are asking, how are we going to get more? More going to capitalize on what we what we have, um, they're also looking at gross operating profit per available room. And again, in January last year, it was about $77. This year, $3.14. That kind of a nosedive has hypersensitivity to are we maximizing all the tools and resources available? So I say we should dive into the weekly start report you
0: let's do it. All
2: right. First place from a revenue management perspective is to visit this response tab because it is a refresher for you and any new team members or team members who are now newly focused on the star report. You get an idea of who is in your competitive set. You see the list there on the bottom left. It'll give you an idea of the size of the property as far as rooms are concerned. And that's where you pause and say, what's the propensity to drive demand? Particularly at this time of the year, how many suites, how many rooms, how many corner kings versus two bedded rooms, the things that can the supply that can drive demand. Um, And then you can think in terms of the types of business that will come in weekday, weekend or or eventually group versus the leisure. Now, on the weekly start to the right there, that's your tracking as far as who reports. That gives you strength in data i mean right now we're visible in 180 countries with 68,000 hotels and over 9 million rooms represented so there's a lot of strength in this data and you want to make sure that's in your comp set as well and if you advance one more time i want to bring us up to the calendars the calendars are important because it's going to give you uh, a reminder again that when you're looking at your weekly star report you are comparing day to day for a week's snapshot, right, so this day of this week last year compares to this day of this same week last year, um, as opposed to the calendar month or a calendar week of dates. Now, I've circled these here because you also want to use those notable events on the left and embellish them right now in whatever tracking mechanism you have, whether it's the notes in your strategy meeting, whether this is an Excel or PDF and you've documented it here in your star report, but those notable events directly to the left are going to tell you, um, give you an indication as to what demand generators were there last year or this year and whether they're repeatable. You're thinking in terms of changing market conditions. So this is a quick visit if you're looking at it every week, really a minute.
0: Yeah, and I have a quick question on this on this screen in particular. Uh, your response tab is super important because if you don't have the right comp set that you've selected in your market, you're missing opportunities too. So maybe your your comp your, your comp set's higher than you or lower than you, or maybe everyone's lower than you. You're not competing properly. Um, how can people make sure that their comp set is aligned with their property?
2: Well, I'm glad you asked that because the uh, there are perspectives in the weekly report itself, let alone outside of that. We also have outside of that, like in your monthly report, um, we offer complimentary participation list to see if there are new hotels in your competitive arena that you might want to select. We have consulting services available to help identify grade, for instance, your competitive set to know how it compares to competitive sets of like hotels uh, across the U. H- US, right? So your competitive set, how does it compare to competitive sets of the hotels that are most like your own and that's valuable in addition to a deeper dive to say hmm here's what you might want to consider in redefining a comp set but the most important thing is to know what customer you're competing for then go look at the individual hotels that could potentially steal your business
0: yeah because I, I notice some often a lot of hotels don't have the proper comp set in their market or in their report and they're missing opportunities because yeah, we're like, oh, we're running 180% or 200% index. Well, you have all these properties that you're really not competing with. Uh, You should be competing with this other group of hotels uh, that could maybe even help you step up your game as far as revenue management. And I think that's an opportunity
2: there. It is an opportunity, and I also want to point out something that even a a less than desirable or flawed competitive set is better than no perspective at all, than no competitive set. So you work with what you have. And if we can go to the next slide, I'm going to take us to where we would go next or where I would go next. Some of you might recognize this, I've gone ahead and put uh, in its Excel format down at the bottom. You can see we're on the RevPAR perspective page. I've, I've just moved left of the response tab. And the reason I did this is because I want to understand my position over time. I've got a 12 consecutive week window up above on RevPAR performance, not only from my property, but also my competitive sets performance in RevPAR. As well as my local market, and that market, in STR speak, is going to be the lowest common denominator we can get and still maintain anonymity. So, in this case, if you were looking up in the top right, you'd see, or in the um, in the um, labels there on your on your graph, it's the submarket of hotels that are most like mine. If I'm in the airport area of Nashville, then these are going to be the hotels that are most like mine in the airport area of Nashville in that submarket. Now, the next thing I want to do is get a pulse of the current week's performance. And so now I'm and I can also look at that if I'm looking at those far right columns in the table, I can look at running 28 days or the even month to date, depending on how far into the month I am. If I stay up on the graph, that's where I'm really looking at that pulse check of my current performance versus how I'd been performing all year. So now, just take a look at the lines as we go left, and you can see or read from left to right, whatever your preference. But you can see the ups and downs. Some of that could have been seasonality. Some of that, you know, at your own hotel for you, your hotel and your market, what influenced that? Was there an event? Was there a snowstorm in your feeder market and nobody could come in, or what happened in that particular um, week? Right? These are weekly snapshots. Now, from here as you've heard me preach before, Rupesh, I'm going to say it again, as hoteliers, and I'll speak even from prior experience, we can influence occupancy and average rate. RevPar ends up taking care of itself, even though it is the measure of success for the industry. We can influence occupancy by the um, by the inventory that we act physically have, by what we put on the shelf, where we put it on the shelf, and how we move it. Um, average rate by the prevailing rates we set, our seasonal rates, any discounting that we do, negotiated rates, and what channels were visible, the expense of those channels, right? So average rate we can influence. You go to the next slide for us, you'll see that I like to focus on the visuals. And I find that a great recommendation for you as well. Mm -hmm. Let's not get lost in the 10,000 boys. 10,000 data points you can find on a on a star report at this point in analyzing or taking a look at your weekly star stay on the visuals look at the long-term uh long-term trend over the 12 weeks look at your most recent performance and let's look at where our comp set aligns with the market so we get a good gauge there of what's coming in on that bigger sphere and then how well our performance compares to the comp set are we better or worse simple visual is my blue line for my property's performance above the green line for the comp set or of course the submarket in this case. Now that said, we're looking for what mostly influenced RevPAR performance. So we had in our in our mind what that RevPAR line looked like. Now we look for the pattern across these weeks that's very similar to that, whether it's occupancy or ADR in the event while well, both can influence RevPAR, one lever, might influence more than the other, and then that would be a focus. So we want to acknowledge the competitive landscape. That second bullet point is important, and you mentioned this as well when it's defining the ideal comp set. Maybe you do have a comp set. We are consistently outperforming the comp set. You are higher average rate consistently, as we are seeing here in the bottom graph. Well, that's something then we should expect when we go to see and that tells us that our index how well we perform compared to the comp set should always be better than 100 when we're looking at average rate yeah and indeed it was in this last week so um if there aren't any burning questions we're going to move to the next place that i would visit in the weekly star
0: yeah and i would like to ask a question what's uh, important to your hotel right now occupancy or adr and i would hmm. love to hear from the from the audience that's listening <laughs> Like, where are you focused right now? I know there's people that said, we're going to go heads and beds no matter what it is. We'll take anything. We'll go on every single platform to get what we can to fill up our, mm-hmm. our hotel and run it that way. Yeah. Now, there are hotels that are like, listen, here's our limit for our rate. We're not going below this threshold. We don't want this type of business. We're not going to devalue our property. And here's how much we owe, actually, to our, our to our budget. And so we have cool. to meet Right? and so there is that opportunity to consider like we're not just here to go one direction but
2: kind of like a well balanced so my question and i would is, bring that right back oh excuse me okay oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. but i would you you inspire the passion <laughs> um but i would go one step further and say that there are when you're thinking in terms of uh pricing or rates to charge things like that and again this is just um this is not saying what to do but there is a there is yes integrity in your pricing but also there's a cost of doing business so that minimum threshold has to go there right you I mean that's one thing Um, And then the other is, yes, as far as occupancy is concerned, we have to recognize that that a number of our competitors, if not our own hotel, had to close for portions of 2021 and may be in a position where either the entire property or some portion of that is still closed. Well, in that case, occupancy is clearly impacted. So what we're presenting here is occupancy needs to be monitored at with your on the ground intel if you will at the property level go back to your response tab or while you were visiting that at the beginning recognize who was closed last year at the same time who's open and how much of their inventory was available or what protocols were in place over time that you know how how long did rooms have to be empty before they could be occupied which put capacity constraints on whatever demand was coming in and then the last thought there would be right that raw data demand is the heads and beds in str speak it's how many rooms were sold not just occupancy as a percent of total that were available so having a good pulse on that is um is a good practice right now
0: right and i like that people are saying both some people are saying you know adr which is fine i mean it really depends on your hotel and your market and mm-hmm. uh, what your strategy is because you have to have a strategy Part of the strategy is actually reading your weekly star report. And that's what we're talking about today here with Veronica Andrews, uh, director of digital data solutions at Star. Uh let's continue.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Okay.
0: So let's see. There you go.
2: Navigate me. There we go. All right. So now we're at the glance tab. It is time to dive in. And I'd like to say that I'm reintroducing your uh, viewers today to the glance tab, because really what we want to do is go beyond reading it. Totally beyond that. We're going to navigate this particular tab um, so that we understand the results. We're going to ask and answer questions as we go along. This is where it lives and breathes. And then of course, where we use what we've learned, that's where we begin to optimize the revenue opportunities and employ them same time next week, same time next month, same time next year. Okay, so if you will take us to our first step,
0: uh, first step there you go
2: <laughs> thank you okay so where eyes go first when the question is how'd we do uh this week how'd we do last week is to make sure that we're looking at that bottom right corner on the top half so to vi- for the novices out there or someone who's new to the report i'll just quickly define the top half of this particular report is your current week's performance and then the bottom would be the most recent 28 days a nice even four-week window every single week uh, progresses forward. Over on the left, you have your three key performance indicators. We have occupancy average rate and then rev par performance. Then clearly, uh, your property's performance, that of the comp set, and then the index, how well your property performed compared to the comp set is presented for each of the KPIs for every day of the week. Now, when we present, look at the box that I've got in there for my RevPAR performance for the whole week, which I would have seen on that RevPAR perspective tab a couple of couple of sheets ago, um, I can see what my performance was for the whole week um, as it compared to the comp set. So yes, my RevPAR outperformed the comp set. I can see that clearly by the two lines, but I also know my index above 100 will tell me that and i also know that my growth was in negative performance um generally so i want to know what mostly influenced that this is the growth over the same period last year now the other thing that i might make mental mental note of um here but at the hotel if you are one of the hotel leaders you already know where were your peak occupancy days? Because when we're in normal demand conditions, when you're seeing occupancy at 80% or greater, you're, you're chasing rate, right? You are maybe not raising prices, but you might be shutting down discounts or, or putting in some length of stay restrictions. So you would make note on any particular day of the week where your hotel, I might take a highlighter or a circle, um, for instance, your Tuesday, your Wednesday, maybe even your, your uh, Monday in this case, right? Where you had high occupancy. That's it, okay. So now let me dive in. And how do I navigate from here? We go to the next, there we are. My first step from here is to go up. I do like to go up and then left. So you know where we're going. And this is to determine again, what mostly influenced RevPAR performance. So take us to the next one. I'll show you that, right? So we're gonna highlight now occupancy and ADR and well, year-over-year year change, uh, while well, we're comparing to some anomaly in demand conditions for the industry, such as the pandemic, may seem moot. You can always, if you are more comfortable, be looking at your actual performance, that whole RevPar index, right? How well did I perform? But am I going in the right direction? So it's still, um, it's still relative to know what your index is. I feel it is still as important to be able to know your growth. Right. What mostly influenced that? So in this case, while both had some significant change, average rate and occupancy, clearly well, occupancy had this stronger influence in this case, just looking at these two sets of numbers. So let's go from there. Now I've decided it's there. The next thing I like to eat the beast one bite at a time. And there's a lot of data on this page. It's seven days of the week, three key performance indicators. No. first, I like to move from my total to week part. So I'm going to look at weekday and weekend performance as a whole. Just glance over it. That's the whole perspective of this uh, 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 tab here in this report. So the first thing from here, then my second step would be to take a look at my weekend performance. I'll stay on occupancy because I've already determined that that's the heavier influencer, and I'm going to just quickly take a look at my performance on Friday and Saturday and gauge that, right? So I can see better performance on Saturday and Friday. But really, I'm just looking at weekend. Uh, performance. Then I can go over and just a quick glance across the weekdays and call out whether there were any major influencers there. And the one that stands out to me would be Sunday because that 30% increase over the year before, even though my index is below, you know, my occupancy was less than the competition, I grew pretty significantly. So I keep in mind there.
0: Right. And at that time, you would ask like why we had that bump in occupancy. And then, you know, we were talking about doing the weak parts. Really, it depends on the property where your business is coming from. And if it's just like if you only get business on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's your that's your mm-hmm. and butter. then focus on those. Is that what you're telling us?
2: I am. And I'm also um, pointing out something that we're seeing across the industry and in different hotel types, and that is as people the traveling public uh, are more comfortable traveling or when they are comfortable traveling through this pandemic period we have seen it's been the leisure traveler we have seen it be to destinations where they can still spread their wings so to speak beach locations maybe mountain locations in the nicer weather where they can have space and we've seen a real shift in day of week performance so the traditional bell curve sunday through thursday and then the friday saturday peaks with saturday is the highest occupancy is muting really day of week becomes a lot less for those of us that are in a very different situation with work or with school for children um so we're seeing thursdays and sundays pick up you're seeing a tuesday wednesday thursday pattern maybe act like what used to be a friday saturday so doing it this way you'll be able to see that pop as well and always i mean i put these in our traditional weekday weekend pattern right where i put my blue lines you can move that. You can make that a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, if that's what it is in the short term. Yeah. But that is how it will pop out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, from there, I've taken a good look at the week. Um, in the essence of time, I'm going to go ahead and move us to the next one. And... Uh, you're helping us navigate. Thank you so much, Rupesh. And this is what we've done for the top. We can do for the bottom, right? And the bottom being that 28-day window. What is that? Is the current week acting and quacking much like the most recent four-week window? At STR, we have really hyper-focused our um, analyses from year-over-year growth and 12-month moving averages, to week over week growth. And what's happening in the recent weeks because there are so many changes. Unfortunately, we should be able to see positive traction as we move forward, but in these shorter windows. So this 28 day window becomes ever more important um, as we're looking at, again, our indices, but also that growth in index. Um, And I I can tell you that you want to vocalize changing market conditions. Have you and your team, for you yourself, if you're looking at the report, Say it out loud, write it down. I tell you it is a good practice uh, because if you hear yourself, you'll remember it when giving that update to senior leadership. Or um, if you've asked yourself the question and answered it, then you've anticipated the next one. And you're doing it, yes, last year compared to this year, but you're also doing this week, what can I do for next week? What do I need to do for next week?
0: Right, right. And you can see the pattern on your booking too. Like, all right, we're slowly moving forward in bringing business back. And I think if you go back and review Uh where you've shifted and where things are going for your market, Uh you'll get a better understanding for even doing budgeting for future.
2: Clearly. And one last point, I think on that second bullet point there, the cause and effect just recognize that if average rate is up and occupancy is down, it's not necessarily that, you know, I I raised my rates and therefore people didn't want to come. It could be, but it could also be, uh, I'm missing my lower rated business, uh, a channel that got closed out or lost the inventory. So I can improve that or my group business, which is lower rated is now not here. And I have to plan for that in the future, that kind of thing. Yeah.
0: yeah, I definitely agree. And you know, a lot of, folks say, Oh my God, we're going to drop our rates right now, because we didn't make the same money that we did last period or whatever they're comparing it to. But then, yeah, you're right. We have to also focus on the outside, outside of this report. What happened? Did it rain? Did the something get canceled? Did we have an opportunity that we didn't take this year as far as marketing? Um, and you didn't capture that business from last year, like you did, um, were, were some partnerships that you might've lost or gained to see that increase or decrease?
2: right on (laughs) indeed okay so if we were to move from here um my advice and best practices are interpret what you're looking at take it from right to left if you can think that way and then bottom up um employ what you've learned and then rinse and repeat next week be ready for it when it comes all right Um, so
0: this is exciting because i know a lot of us are waiting for that report to come out sometimes we have our, or actually every week we have our management meeting on mondays and we're like wait we don't get to see what actually happened last week because our reports come out a day later, right? Um, I like this uh, this product that you've come out with, and it's been out for a little bit, and but it's in seg- it's in particular markets, right?
2: It is, and um, as far as the the uh, weekly star, monthly star, yes, it's historical data. It's all about the employing what we learn there to the future, and when we're looking at the future. Enhanced data. We are definitely looking at our forward star product now Forward Star is launched in 75 active markets around the world. We are currently deploying that in the US and select markets. So I know that was was of interest and I thank you for sharing it with the or giving me the opportunity to share it with your um, with your audience. It is actual forward looking data and it is based on occupancies. It is. It's not a rate tool. It is about occupancy, which is speaking to demand. And if you're aware of any supply changes, you can really get to the bottom of that as well. But it's very simple to use. There are visualizations galore. And I think you really like what you're going to see. I have provided just a couple of examples for you. Right. So you do get to see the future and you get multiple perspectives. So at this point, we have market level and submarket level data. And we are collecting that and being able to provide that back to the hotels and you can see in the weekly report we do the same thing right we're still showing you your next largest sphere beyond the cop set and eventually we will have competitive set data um and that forward looking um in the forward looking view when we have the participation grown and it is growing very fast um Here's an example on the left where you're looking at multiple markets in Europe to be able to see trends across markets and see the pops in demand uh, just in a, in a uh, 90 day window. Now over on the right, you're looking at the actual pickup. So I get to not only see on the left, what is booked regardless of when it got booked, on the right, I can see what is booked regardless of stay date. So it's telling me the propensity of people's willingness to travel, right? So I have a booking window over on the right. And I also have um, I have my booking pace on the right and my booking window on the left. Now, yeah. let me give you a simpler view, something right. that might might be preferred. So if we go to the next slide. Yeah, absolutely. Again, everyone,
0: everyone that's watching, if you guys have any questions about this forward star report, uh, please comment right now. And by the way, we're giving away before the end of the show. Coming up soon, uh, fifty dollars Amazon gift card to the most engaging person. I've been watching the comments uh, as we're as Veronica sharing this. This is this is great information. And my, I guess my question, uh, yeah. real quick, before you move on, is this future star forward star report? Uh, is it just your entire market, or is it the comp set?
2: Yeah. yeah, it will be the comp set. We are aggressively building participation, and the first out of the gate, what we like to provide is. Good rather than wait for perfection, right? So where we're at is really, really good. And it's submarket and market level data that we can provide back. Then we're in position when we have enough participation, we can go ahead and give you your competitive sets data, right? And we're actually in that in that position right now. I have a um, really good news on the next slide on that one. Um, for where we're at. But right now, this would be an example, what you're looking at here, of a simpler view of what we just looked at before. So it's over on the left, you can see where um, the highlight there is that, yes, it's over in Dubai, but the, the event that was taking place really drove occupancy, right? We are measuring occupancy over on the left in two markets and then over on the right, we're seeing what that pickup was over time. So we can see further out what uh, what the pickup is since last week for future dates. Now, that's nice, simple views. Again, it's occupancy. It is not rate driven. You have pricing tools for that, right? This is uh, really about measuring what um, what you can anticipate and when to pull your levers for your pricing decisions or your availability decisions based on channels. Right. So it does help you make those decisions. Um, I have some good news on the next slide for you as well. And this is where we're at currently, actively launching in North America. Montreal is up and running. That's the first market of these that we've highlighted in these major cities um, that's really out there. And we actually have enough participation to be able to build some um, competitive set reporting. So we're really excited here on how quickly that can happen. Um, but in in these markets here in very short order, participation is growing across major brands and um, and ownership groups and management companies so that we can in turn give you market and submarket level data. So the question is where to next and that depends on where we get the data from. So if there are questions about this, I just ask you to reach out to me or you can reach out to info at str.com and we'll be happy to get in touch about uh, forward star and how to get that up and running in your area.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And some questions popped up in the comments is, um, is Star Report only for franchise property? I get this all the time. I'm, you know, I'm talking to independents, I'm talking to uh, non-branded properties and they're like, well, I can't get the Star Report. Uh, Can you tell us the, can you uncover the fact?
2: Sure. Uh, The Star Report is a benchmark report available to anyone who is providing us their rooms revenue and um, their rooms sold. We already have a good handle on the rooms available um, in the physical capacity of rooms and the inventory of of hotels that we have. Um, So if you are participating, you can get the star report. You are eligible for either benchmarking against your market or defining a competitive set and having that real, uh, real um, valuable intel.
0: Yeah. And if you're an independent hotel or non-branded hotel um, and you want to join because you're not, because you want to collect, the data from your local market and, and kind of optimize mm-hmm. um, how do i go about doing that
2: really just reach out at info at sdr.com and we will be in touch immediately we are happy to have you come on board if you're not there yet and explain how easy the process is to get you up and running um, we can give you current data if that's what you give us back and historical performance uh, as far back as you can give it but we will guide you through the easy process of of providing that data to us on a regular basis, uh, either monthly or uh, daily for the weekly report.
0: And another question Jason asked, is uh, Forward ForwardStar uh, data obtained by, you know, with linking Marriott, IHG, Hilton directly, or is it uh, manually uh, as a, as a part of- No, we have-
2: we have teams specifically dedicated to Forward Star and automating this process, making it very simple to participate. And as you mentioned and called out, a number of the larger brands. Absolutely, um, the data is kept in a separate database. It is a separate data source because we need reservation level data to produce that.
0: Now, this is this has been amazing. Like you know, we all learned a bunch of things. I wrote a bunch of things down. Um, this has been amazing. I know there's a lot of other questions that you know, as simple as you can use your star report not only for just daily operations when you're selling your property guess what you're going to pull a star report when you're building a property guess what you can pull a star report for a, a location that you are interested in developing in and when you're trying to buy a property you could also uh, discover a uh, or collect that star report so you know where your growth is, what your value adds gonna be, what you're gonna do as far as that property, instead of just guessing, oh, I think these hotels are doing $110 a night, uh, where you actually have the real data that can show, oh yeah, this makes sense as I create a performer for the next five years or or whatever mm-hmm. you're gonna do as far as purchasing property or selling a property. I think that's very important. Veronica, this has, been, this has been amazing that you continue bringing value to all of us and I'm sure, um, If you loved this episode, guys, hit the like button right now and comment that uh, and and connect with Veronica. Um, Where can people find you, Veronica?
2: Uh, Vandrews at str.com. Happy to be able to answer any questions on this particular presentation and um, info at str.com. If you're inquiring about Forwardstar or other other products, and even if you have just a very specific question about your property reporting um, support, at str.com is a great team of of individuals that we have ready to help and assist navigate the reports.
0: Absolutely. And please find her here on LinkedIn. Uh, she, has, uh, she, she has some great knowledge. You can go out and ask her a question and she'll help you uh, figure out what the solution for that, you know, for that issue is. And I and I love that you are Helping us in the industry as we all continue growing and as we recover from, you know, what we've been through. Um, thank you so much for this opportunity, and I know we didn't even touch on uh, the other solutions that Star has, including the PL side of things. Where, uh, if you want to just hint on that, we'll, maybe we'll bring you in the next time. And Love talk it. About P&L stuff. Oh well,
2: I'm I'm a huge fan of of knowing what's on the top line and getting it to the bottom line, and our monthly P and L product is launching um, as we speak. And uh, we've got some terrific data. If you're uh, checking out our uh, website, you can find out more information on that as well. Um, But it's really insightful to know what my percent of sales is or what my percent of uh, rooms sold are and um, being able to benchmark that against industry numbers. So we've got many slices for select service, full service and, and more. Um, so I really love monthly PL. and um, It will include or does include not only the revenues brought in, but expense side as well. So it, it's a full picture there and no one data point tells a story. So you can imagine what passion I have for that one as well.
0: Well, I love your passion. Thank you so much, uh, Veronica Andrews. Guys, thank you so much for joining this conversation. Now, before we leave, uh, Veronica, I have been looking at the comments and